Welcome to Echoes of Holiness podcast. Songwriter wrote the song and said, ain't God good to give us so many blessings. Undeserving, that's what we are. That's really what it is. We are a undeserving people. For if God gave us according to our doings at all times, not on your high day, not on the day that you're shouting, but if he gave us accordingly, even as we walk through life, so tell him where we'd be at tonight. But because he knows that we are but flesh, he knows that we are but flesh. And our abilities are so limited. Your best. When you do your best, that means that you have no more that you can do. You've done all you can do when you do your best. Have you ever stopped and thought about your efforts in doing your best? I have. I've looked at it, Brother Joe, and I've thought, Lord, I've done my best. Oh, I've done my best, God. And then I look what I've done, and I wondered if it was enough. But somewhere in the heart of God, He wasn't looking for a place to cut me off. But he's looking for a place to help me. Praise God. And he saw that I'd put every bit of my heart into it. And he accepted that offering. And because he accepted it, I'm here tonight. Praise God. I'm here tonight. Praise the Lord. Amen. So thankful for what the Lord's doing for us. I really am. I'm so grateful. I've told him just daily how much I appreciate him. And um, I know we've got other things that we want him to do. And I told the Lord uh, uh, just periodically this week. I tell him, Lord, I thank you for what you did last night. I thank you, Lord. And uh, I'd go back and thank him some more. And then I'd start telling him, Lord, this needs to be done, that needs to be done. And I'd stop and I'd realize. And I told him many days, many times this week, Lord, don't count me ungrateful. Thank you seems so small for all you've done. Thank you just seems so small for all you've done. And I'd have to go back again and say, Lord, I, don't count me ungrateful. I want to stop right here again and say thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, God, for what you are doing. Amen. Praise God. I got to pray another day after the young lady prayed through the other night here. And uh, I just got to reliving that in my mind. And, oh, I just got to feeling that all over again. Praise God. And uh, the song said, before I can shout, hallelujah. I must kneel at the feet of Jesus. And thank him for what he has done. Praise God. 
I owe the church a thanks tonight for the offering. Uh, not only this offering, but all of the offerings that you have given to us while we've been here, since we've been here, and the wonderful meals. Uh, you've treated us better than we deserve. And uh, we want you to know from the depths of our heart, we appreciate that that you've done for us. And uh, I want to be a blessing to God's people because they've been such a blessing to me. Amen. That's right. And such a blessing to me. God's people, the best people this side of heaven. Amen. I love you tonight and I appreciate you. Praise God. Amen. We need to get started preaching tonight. I know it's already late. Amen. But uh, I've been praying this week that God would give me more than just a thought. I need to hear from heaven. Your people are battling with things, God, that they don't know what to do with them. They don't know how to comprehend or understand what next move they need to make. And as I've wrestled this week and tried to pray and beg the Lord, God, I need more than just a thought. I need a word from heaven. Amen. I need a word from heaven. There's good thoughts that we can get a hold of. Meditation's good on the Lord. And God can bless you and give you good fellowship with Him. But I feel like we are in such a place on this journey of life that you're needing more than just a thought. The journey is so tedious. It seems like the enemy is right on our trail, so to speak. It's not that God's not great and His power is so wonderful that we can get above Him. We can. It seems like the battles are getting more severe. The hour's getting darker. So I need some understanding to know how to war in this battle. Not just to fight. As Paul said, as one that beat up the air. But oh, let me get a hold and obtain. That word obtain means to get a hold of. Praise God. We can get a hold of that from the Lord. That, that will sustain us in, for the day and for the hour that we're in. There is help from God. And I want to preach to you tonight. I feel like I have something from the Lord to help you with. Amen. Let's go to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. It's such familiar scriptures. But the difference will be if the Lord will be gracious to me. And give me some wisdom and some understanding. And most of all, anoint these words that I'll try to give to you tonight. Mark chapter 5, verse 21. And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, 
much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh out of the, I'm sorry, behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come, lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. Straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? His disciples said to him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me? He looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. He said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. And behold of thy plague. While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? And as soon and soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken. He said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. And he suffered no man to follow him save Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. He cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, seeth the tumult, and them that wept and wailed greatly. When he was come in, he saith unto them, why make ye this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. 
and they laughed him to scorn. But when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel, and them that were with him entered in where the damsel was laying. He took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, Talitha Kumai, which is being interpreted, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. And straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of 12 years old. And they were astonished with a great astonishment. Praise God. I'd like to take for a text tonight. Amen. If the Lord would help me. Text I'd like to use is delayed but not denied. Praise God. Delayed but not denied. Praise God. The scripture here that I've read to you seems to me is such a fitting scripture. That even in our own circumstances and situations, we learn patience through waiting. And Jairus has come to Jesus. And the Bible says that this ruler of the synagogue, when he came to Jesus, he falls down at his feet. And here he begins to plead with Jesus. And the Bible said he besought him greatly saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. He says, I pray thee come. Lay thy hands on her that she may be healed. And she shall live. And the word of God says Jesus went with him. And the Bible said and much people followed him and thronged him. This is where I want us to begin preaching tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. This man Jairus says this little girl that he is desperately wanting Jesus to come. And to touch her. Praise God. He is desiring. The Bible said he has prayed. Fell at the feet of Jesus. Amen. He besought him greatly. Amen. He fell at his feet. Praise God. I have noticed in reading the word of God. There are phrases that we need to take notice of. Praise God. And this man, Jairus, was, he had fell at the feet of Jesus. If you'll remember the story of Mary and Martha, if you'll go back and look at their, uh, uh, their uh, meeting with Jesus, and as they began to Get acquainted with him. This was Lazarus' sisters. Praise God. And if you'll go back and look where that one was cooking. 
and the other one was at the feet of Jesus. And the one that was cooking come back and told the Lord, amen, that she was careful about much serving and wanted her to come. And Jesus spoke to her and said, she have chosen that good part that shall not be taken away. All right, then if you'll go to the book of uh, John 11, this same woman, it was that same woman that anointed the head of Jesus whose brother Lazarus was sick. She is in the house in John 11. Praise God, Lazarus now is dead. And she is in the house. And sure enough, that one goes out to meet him. Amen. And she tells him, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Amen. Sure, that's right. But Jesus comforts her and says, your brother's going to live again. True, Lord, I know that he will in the resurrection. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so therefore, Jesus looks at her and says, I am the resurrection, the truth and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And something about the answer that he gave her, she runs back to her sister, the one that you'll read about that was always at his feet. Praise God. She found out there was something about that experience that she could find help. And when they came and told her, the master's here and he called it for thee. And when she got to him, she didn't stand and greet him. The Bible said she fell at his feet. Praise God. Oh, let me tell you something. There are blessings that you can obtain that can only be obtained at the feet of Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. And here this writer, or this ruler, amen, of the Jews, of the synagogue, praise God, Jairus by name. The Bible says he comes to Jesus. And as he comes, he falls down at the feet of Jesus. Praise God. And he begins to humbly pray that he would come to his house and that he would come and heal his daughter and his prayer is answered. Praise God. His prayer is answered. I want you to notice what I said there. His prayer is answered. Hallelujah. He gets up from there and begins to go with him. But here is where I want to preach. There's just a little delay in getting your prayer answered. Praise God. It's on its way. Amen. But here is a little delay. Praise God. That's the reason the Lord dealt with me. And I felt like I wanted to preach to you tonight. You've not been denied, just delayed. Praise God. Hallelujah. Help is on the way. Your prayers are answered. Amen. Praise God. I thought of the songwriter when he wrote the song. 
Amen. He said, your prayers have been heard. And the answer's on the way. Yes, there's a miracle in the making for you today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. November the 23rd of 2010, it found me laying flat on my face in the dining hall at Brother Sammy Cottrell's church. We was in a revival there. And as I agonized with God for the service that night, the Lord spoke to me with the song. And he said, your prayers have been heard. And the answer is on the way. There is a miracle in the making for you today. Praise God. I rose from that place. Hallelujah. And I knew that the miracle was coming. Praise God. I asked Brother Tony Cottrell that night. I said, would you help me sing it? He said, I would. Amen. When he got to the pulpit and somebody said, so-and-so number. Amen. He looked at him and said, they've already got another request. We'll sing that one next. And we got the singing, there's a miracle in the making for you today. One just for you. The promise is true. He's working even now. Your prayers have been heard and the answer's on the way. There is a miracle in the making for you today. Have you received it yet, Brother Braxton? No, but I'm still looking for it. I've not been denied. I've just been delayed. Belay. Hey, but I'll get it right. I've not been denied. I've just been delayed just a little bit. I don't know how much longer I've got to wait, but my faith is still in God. There's still a miracle in the making for somebody here tonight. Help me, Holy Ghost. Praise God. Hallelujah. When it don't happen when you think it's going to, it's when doubt comes. That's when doubt appears. That's when doubt comes to the place that it robs all of that that God's told you. But we must remember God does not respond to our demands in our time. Hallelujah. Amen. I hope I can preach this tonight. I feel like preaching to you. Amen. Before I go any further, there is something about faith. I hope that the Holy Ghost will help me give you what I've been inspired with. Praise God. There's touches all along the way. Praise God. And I really believe that there's times that God heals instantly. I don't want to take away from that. There is times God heals instantly. But I read a one where there was a woman that came to him with an affliction. Amen. I believe I've got it right. And he said unto her, go thy way according to thy faith. Amen. According to thy faith, so be it unto thee. Praise God. 
we must have a point of reference when we are prayed for, when you're battling an affliction, you've got to have a point of reference. And what I mean by a point of reference is you've got to acknowledge to God when you were prayed for, did you or did you not feel his presence come over you? If the answer is yes to that, then you know that God did hear the prayer. And sometimes, amen, in that test of faith, you may not get it the next day. You may not, may not get it the very next week. But what you've got to do is point the devil back to that place that is called a point of reference. You have to fight for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. And this is the way that you fight for it. You go back to that point of reference and you tell the devil, I know I'm hurting. I know things is not like I need it to be. But I remember the night. If you can remember the date, tell him the day. Just like I did while ago, November the 23rd. Praise God. It don't matter how long I got to wait on this. There's going to be a miracle somewhere down the road for me, Brother Ronnie. Amen. That God's got for me. How do you know it? I felt the Holy Ghost when it fell. as in the floor, beating the floor. Amen. Out there praying that evening. And God spoke to me and said, there's a miracle in the making for you today. Praise God. So what I've done, I've went back to that place when the devil said it didn't happen. And it ain't going to happen. I took him back to that point of reference. I know what I felt. I know the Holy Ghost. And I know the Spirit of God. And God told me that's exactly the way it's going to be. Are you getting anything out of this? I hope you are. Praise God. You have to have that point of reference that you can go back to. Sister Edame Stevens, I've told you this already, but when they came to pray for her and she had cancer and it was so bad, she got down to around 95 pounds. Amen, 90 to 95 pounds. And was losing weight daily. They thought that she had cancer. She was trusting the Lord. She didn't go to the doctor with it. But from all indications, where it was at, what symptoms was taking place in her body, that's what it was. Amen. But when Brother Autry sat down beside her bed and began to teach her faith from the Word of God, and after a while, after he read the promises of God to her, before they ever anointed her with oil. Praise God. She began to praise God in the bed. In a little bit, amen, she began to shout. Brother Autry looked at them and said, join her, brothers. She just got it. Praise God. She just got it. She got a hold of it. God's just healed her. And they began to praise the Lord, and they shouted and shouted and shouted. Praise God. But when everybody left... Circumstances were still the same for two weeks. Listen to me. For two weeks, 
circumstances were still the same. Same feeling, same oozing of the sore, same everything. And she said the devil would come daily and tell her, you didn't get it. You did not receive it. And she went back to that point of reference. And she said, God, I know what I felt. I know when the man of God read me the promises and I believed it. And God, you told me I could be healed through the word of God. And some two weeks later from that day, she come out of the bed and began to amend. And now it's been something like 35 years or more. Praise God, and she's healed of that affliction. Hallelujah. Sometimes you may be just a little delayed of getting what you're wanting from God. But if you'll go back to that point of reference, I remember when you touched me. I remember remember when you told me this God I believe that you did tell me and I'm coming out of here listen there's some things that are delayed but it does not mean you've been denied hallelujah glory hallelujah hallelujah glory this is the confidence that we have in him if we ask anything According to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, then we have the petition that we desire of him. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel like preaching to us tonight. Hallelujah. Some of you have begged. You have pleaded for God to do certain things for you. And I'd like to... Let it be known to you tonight. The way that you know that God has heard you. You're not running all together on feelings. You're running on faith. But God is not only a God of faith, but he also will renew your feelings in the faith that you have. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. I'm feeling good, Brother Jeff, preaching. Amen. I hope y'all just as comfortable as I feel right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. The devil is a liar. He is the father of lies. There have been things that God delayed and he did not deny you of it, but the devil has talked you out of it. Amen. You think it can be done? Doubt is what annuls Every plan that God has for you. Doubt is every, it is the very substance of every move that God has for you. It will annul it. It will bring it to the place where the Bible said the man that's like the sea which is driven with the, the wind, uh, the wind driven, the waves is tossed to and fro. I think he can. And it's down here. I don't know if he will. I think he can. Well, I thought he was, but it ain't happened yet. Let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. Praise God. Brethren, I sought for sanctification a long time. And when, when I got to that place, I knew he could. And I went to the altar and he didn't do it. And then the devil attacked me. 
And he said, you can't live good enough to get it. You can't get it. You cannot get it. It's, no, it's not there. It's not that God has denied you sanctification. He's just delayed it a little bit. And the reason he's delayed it a little bit, every man's faith must be tried. When I got to the place that I could believe him, and I got to the place I could believe him above all the devil's telling me, Lord, I believe you can do it. I know you can do it. Lord, if I can get my vessel sanctified in a place where it can, can be sanctified, if I get this old flesh killed out, I mean, just let it die out to the flesh. I mean, just kill it, Lord. Graveyard dead. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I told you about Brother Lester Moore. Went to visit him a few months back, a couple months now. And I told him what he said. I said, Brother Lester, you told me preaching one night. He had a place to pray back here, back by the pond dam. Bless God, son, I did. Amen. I said, do you remember what you was preaching? And I told him where I was at. He said, oh, son, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Tell me, son, tell me, tell me. I said, brother, it's meant a lot to me what you said. You told me in preaching one night. I was there. I said, you got to preach. And said, I went out behind the pond dam and said, I prayed until I buried Lester. I got him so buried till there was nothing sticking up. I mean, I buried him till he was completely buried. He said, a couple days later, I went back out there and there's an arm sticking up. And said, I had to bury Lester again. I know it sounds comical, but if you'll relate that to your experiences, how many of us have been right there before? Brother, I thought I got her whooped now. I mean, I, I got old Brax buried. I mean, ain't nothing left him alive. I mean, he's buried. I mean, I prayed him plumb, plumb through until there ain't nothing left. And bless my heart, somebody said something that the devil knew it upset me. And all of a sudden, the arm was sticking back up. I had to go bury him again. Amen. And that's where we're at, children. You're wanting God to do these things for you, but he can't do that for you still. Giving over to the flesh. Every little desire that comes by, you're doing things you ought not do. He can't sanctify that kind of vessel. Amen. It's not that he's not going to do it. You've just been delayed a little bit. Praise God. Not denied, but delayed. Praise God. When you can get your life completely submitted to him, to the point that God sees that your flesh is no longer ruling you, you're wanting him to be the leader, him to be the bridle, him to be the, the, the helm on the ship, so to speak. Whichever way it needs to go, Lord, I'll follow. Yes. Yes. Him that holds the reins is what I want to say while I go. This way, this way. And when you can get to going this way and that way, when he says do that, you're in a good place for him to do the work for you. Amen. Praise God. Oh, I know. Please help me, Lord. This man, Jairus, 
has bowed at the feet of Jesus to the point and he's following him to his house. As he is walking along, the crowds are thronging him on the way to this man's house. The crowd's thronging him. And here's a little woman that has a need. Praise God. And she's been suffering in, with her affliction for somewhere around 12 years. Delayed, but not denied. <laughs> Did you hear what it said? Delayed, but not denied. Amen. Glory. Afflicted. Twelve long years. Twelve years a long time. Delayed for the healing. <laughs> but not denied for the healing. And she said within herself, if I can just but touch the border of the hem of his garment... I don't have to touch his hands. I don't have to touch his face. I don't even have to touch his arm. There's not even a part of his body that I have to touch. If I can just get a little touch of the bottom part of the hem of that garment, I know I can be made whole. And here's Jairus saying, come on, Lord. Don't you know my daughter's about to die? Yeah, but there's a lady here that's about to die too. And she's been waiting 12 years. You've just been waiting for a little bit. I don't know how many hours you've been waiting, but this woman's been, her affliction's been 12 long years. I feel like the Lord's having me preach tonight to somebody. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Her affliction has been 12 years long. Your daughters, I don't know how long your daughters has been, but I'm not denying you. I'm just delaying you just a little bit. And that little woman, praise God, who had suffered many things of many physicians, spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse. I think... This is my feelings. I think that there was possibly a place that she had to tell folks, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And everybody was wanting to reach out and touch him. I mean, everybody wanted to touch him. But when she got in there close enough, I think she fell at his feet. <laughs> Glory. And reached there and got a hold of the border that him that garment turned it loose. And everybody's throwing him. He just stopped. And she's so fearful and afraid. Amen. Oh, I wonder what he'll say to me. But as he turns and looks down at her, he says, Daughter, thy faith have made thee whole. Glory. Hallelujah. And immediately she knew within herself she was healed. Praise God. And just about that time, one of the servants ran up and said, Don't trouble the master no more. Your daughter's dead. It's too late. Uh, let him go wherever he's got to go. Y'all fool around long enough. It's too late now. Can you imagine what Jairus felt? 
She's sick and nigh to death when he leaves. And now, just got the word. She's dead. But the master looks over at him and says, only believe. <laughs> only believe. Glory. And all of a sudden, when the master says, only believe, fears probably begin to, amen, leave his heart. Doubts begin to leave. And he felt in his heart, if he'll go with me, she'll live again. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus left that little woman with that issue of blood healed. Praise God. He goes on with Jairus down. And by this time they get there, they're having they've been a party, so to speak. They've gathered. They begin to sing. They begin to dance. Amen. They begin to, some begin to mourn. And Jesus put them, everyone out of the house, told them, said, she's not dead. And they begin to laugh him to scorn. Hallelujah. Praise God. But when Jesus got in the house, praise God, that is a message of itself right there. If you can get the Lord in the house, praise God. If you can get him in this house tonight and you can get your faith believing he's in the house, Hallelujah. I said if you can get him in the house tonight and your faith can get to reaching toward him who is in the house and he can see your faith being exercised and that faith reaching out saying, Lord, I believe you can. Lord, tonight is tonight I'm going to receive it. Tonight's the night you're going to pour it out on me. Tonight's the night, God, you're going to do it for me. If you can get that kind of faith, there is no telling what God can do for you and I if we could but only believe. But because he didn't do it last night and the night before and the night before, we're wondering, Lord, will he do it tonight? I don't know how much longer we're going in revival. But when you get through, I'm going to be gone. I'm not looking for a place to abide. I got a good house in Oklahoma. Amen. And my wife would like to be there yesterday. Praise God. And not only that, not boasting and bragging, but we got other places that's already saying, soon as you get done there, we want you to come here. And I ain't boasting and bragging about that. I'm just telling you. It ain't because they ain't got no place to go. I mean, I love you folks. I love you, everyone here. Praise God. It's been good being with you. But when you get through, I'll be through. And I'm going home. It may be tomorrow night. It's going to depend upon you. It may be Tuesday night. It's going to depend on you. But what I come to tell you from the Lord is your desires have not been denied. They've just been a little delayed. So what I'd like for us to do tonight is, is come around these altars with faith believing. I don't know if God hears me or not. I don't know if God hears me or not. I'm, I've been trying to live for God. 
Ain't no gal been in my mouth. I don't know if God hears me or not. And here walks up a man and said, come and see a man whose name is Jesus. He is the Messiah. That's him. He is from Nazareth. And old boy sitting under that fig tree looks up at him and says, ha, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? He said, just come and see. Just come and see. I'm saying all that, say this, this is where we get at times. We're wondering if God, is, it's like the song said, sometimes it seems God's a million miles away. Too busy to hear my prayer. But old Philip, he got up from there. Nathaniel, they went to walking back toward Jesus. And Jesus looked right at him and said, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there's no guile. He'd been walking in the ways of God. And that man looked at him and said, Well, how do you know me? How, how do you know me? He said, I saw thee when thou was sitting under that fig tree over there, before the man found thee, I saw you. Yes. Hallelujah. That thrills me. For David said, Thou art acquainted with all my ways, my down settings and my uprisings. Thou knowest my thoughts and that afar off. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. And Jesus looked at him and said, Greater things. Amen. You're going to see because thou believed. Amen. But greater things than these. Amen. Shall they, uh, they do that have not seen but yet believed. Someone get me a song. I think I about lost you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Greater things. We haven't seen the eyes of whom we Serve, not by eyes of flesh. We haven't seen him. Oh, for those times that he comes so close. Those times that it's like an umbrella. That he's just over here and he's all around me. And not a place I couldn't reach out and he, he wasn't there. Hallelujah. Amen. No, not a place that he was not. Praise God. Just seemed like he just slipped up close to me. Amen. Got so close to me, I was almost afraid to move because his presence was so strong and so stout around me. Praise God. And it was then I could do nothing more but just weep and say, Lord, I love you. And when I said it, it's like he just poured a cold bucket of water down my collar. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Woo! Hallelujah. Amen. So close, that fellowship. Praise God. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses from all sin. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Brother, there's fellowship you can have with God. The only thing that keeps you from that will be you. Amen. And your walk with God and your faith. Praise God. Wavering on you. If it wavers on you, it will annul. Amen. That that God said he's going to do for you. Praise God. But as I have spoke tonight, 
I feel like God moved on me to tell somebody the very request that you have made known unto God. I believe your prayers have been heard. And the answer is on the way. And there is. I said there is a miracle in the making for you today. If you can get in this altar and get it all fixed, your heart fixed just right, there is not one good thing he will withhold from you. Praise God. Amen. But if you're not willing to get rid of your old ways, you're not willing to get rid of that old prideful heart, that old stubborn rebellious spirit that attacks you and rules you and reigns you every time somebody tries to give you a little advice. With that old thing that happens, you ain't really willing to get rid of all that junk. You ain't going nowhere with God. Amen. But the willing... And the obedient shall eat the good of the land. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. I said the willing and the obedient shall eat the good of the land. If you come to God and tell him, Lord, do open heart surgery on me. Take everything out that I don't need in there. If I'm not, uh, if I need to move in an area in my life, if you'll just show me and give me some direction, if you'll draw nigh to me, I will draw nigh to you. Did you know there's a way your prayers can be hindered? Brethren, how do you dwell with your wife? Do you do it according to knowledge? Or do you say, bless God, I'm the man of this house. You better do what I say do. God wants you to be the man of your house. But if you're going to do it in that kind of hateful spirit, you're out of your place, my brother. When you can treat a woman like she wants to be treated and needs to be treated and give her a little bit of spending money along the way and not be so tight with her, amen, that she can't have anything in life. She'd rather have a new couch and you a new four-wheeler or whoever I'm preaching to. Praise God. If you're doing her like that and it's all you, 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 and you, no wonder you got problems in your, in your home. Amen. Come on, help me preach. Amen. If you'll treat a woman with respect, praise God, and honor, she follow you to your grave amen sisters listen to me if you're having problems of being in subjection to your husband your prayers can be hindered amen God will withhold the things that you're needing praise God be stubborn be rebellious if you want to amen it is as the sin stubborn and rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft Bless God, he wants to be the man of the house. I'll let him be, but I'm the neck that turns the head. Go ahead. There's a way that seems right to a man and to a woman, but the end is the ways of death. But there is a way that's right, brother. That a husband husband can treat a wife and honor her as the weaker vessel love her and cherish her and not take advantage of her she cooks a good meal tell her mom that was a good meal thank you for honoring my clothes bless God she's my wife she ought to do it that's what I'm preaching about that old spirit right there 
I thought I was through, but I ain't. I need to work on this a little bit, I guess. Amen. That old spirit, that old driving spirit, thriving spirit, that old overruling spirit, it's like a, a spirit of a beast. You've had a few cows in your, or maybe fed a few in your life. Dad's had some. I've seen an old bull. Boy, it's made me so mad at times. I mean, just literally mad. Go out there and pour him some, her some, and the calf some, and a few other calves. And him have still some in his plate over there. And him walk over to her and just, I mean, horn her right in the side and just knock her winding. That's a beast spirit. There's men that's got that same spirit. Never enough. I want mine and hers too. I'm going to get what I want. Bless God, whether it bankrupts the bank. I'll get what I want, no matter what she wants. That's that beast spirit. And there's also women that's got that, that kind of spirit. Either one is not a spirit of God. Yes, you may say that the Lord sanctified you. He may have somewhere back down the road, but you may have lost it. I'm preaching truth tonight. Amen. I'm preaching about things that can keep you from obtaining help from God. I'm preaching on things tonight. If you can get rid of all this stuff, we can have revival. Brother Braxton, who's been talking to you? The Lord. I ain't been trying to pray two hours a day for nothing. Praise God. Hallelujah. I mean, beating the floor, brother. Trying to get where we at, God. Where we at? Tell me. Tell me where we at. Give me a message. Give me something. Yeah, I've been visiting Brother Johnny Don. We've been talking about loading 270 shells today. Praise God. It wasn't about the church problems. Praise God. Or any, if there be any problem in the church. Praise God. I pastored church long enough. I know they ain't a perfect one. If they was, they didn't need me. If you didn't need somebody to preach to you and tell you how it needs to be, you just perfect enough you didn't need that. Ain't no need for preachers to be coming around. And ain't no need for a pastor to be coming around. That's where God ordained pastors. To, for the perfecting of the saints. The edifying of the church. Why? Because he's coming back after a church that is without spot or wrinkle, or blemish, or any such thing, Amen. that it may be holy, Amen. a holy church. Yes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Your blessing has not been denied. It's just been delayed. What's delaying it is, you know, I don't. I preached a few things here tonight that may be delaying your blessing. It's not that you've not been denied. It's just been delayed. God, who is faithful to perform every promise that he's promised in this book. Where are my songs? There you are.
I'm sorry. I went on what God didn't see you. Well, I ain't here yet. Let me preach some more then. Amen. You ought to save yourself some problems here. So, gospel one, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. But the scripture said, he that shall come, he will come. And he will not tarry. You had need of patience that after you've done the will of God, after you've done the will of God, that is the delay right there. That's where, that's where it hinges at. That's the delay. It's after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise for he that shall come, he's coming. The delay part is that it, God's waiting on us to do his will. That's the delay part. It's on us. I have preached this over and over again. Let me say it one more time, all right? We say we're waiting on God. That's not the way that it is. God's waiting on us. God's always where he's always been. He's still doing what he's always done. He still hears the prayers of his people. But it's like the brother was praying one day and said, God, hear the cries of your people. And God said, they're not crying. Hear the cries of your people. And God said, they're not crying. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then, that's the delay right there, then, all of the above, the denied part is going to come after you have fulfilled all of the above. Then, will I hear from heaven, I'll heal their lands, I'll forgive their sins. Stand with me, I probably could preach another hour, but I don't think I've preached an hour yet, have I? Praise God, if I have, forgive me. I'm trying to help you. I'm not trying to put you down tonight. I'm trying to preach a gospel that will bring you up. If you can get your heart believing what I have preached to us tonight and get to working on this to the place, not every once in a while, but when you go to bed, you go to bed praying it. And when you get up, Brother Joe, you get up praying it. And all through the days you walk through your daily I walk with, in, with life and in life. As you think of it, God, I want you to strengthen this area in my heart. I know where I'm, I know I, I'm saying this, Braxton saying this, not, I'm, I'm not, and I've already told you, I have been begging for weeks and months, give me some charity. And I feel like saying it again. Have you been praying that prayer? Give me some charity. By nature, I am a begot. That's the nature. If there was anything that I felt like but was passed down to me, it was a begot temper. Before I got saved, I won't go into it. If you hurt me, I meant to kill you. That's the kind of temper I had. I'm not proud of that. 
but I got it crucified. But every once in a while, my wife will say something that don't go good with me. And if I'm not careful, that that I thought I had buried will retaliate against that, and I'll have to go back and say, okay, I'm sorry. I'm too big to ask my wife. The Bible said, if I forgive not my brother his trespasses, neither will my heavenly Father forgive me of mine. When you get too big to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brother Jeff. I, I said something to you. I'm sorry. Won't you forgive me? It's not hard to do. But when we get it all taken care of, and God knows it's from the heart. Brother, you're talking about grounds we can get covered. I mean, places that we were way back over here, we can be way up here then. The willing and the obedient shall eat the good of the land. And it always been one-sided. Sister Peggy, there's been times my wife has come to me. She said, Brax, I'm sorry. Would you forgive me? I'm talking about tears rolling. I didn't do it right. I knew I should have answered you different. There ain't no excuse, really. It's just I need to pray more. But before I go pray, I need to take care of this. Would you forgive me? Brother, how can you turn somebody down and say, no, I won't forgive you when they're doing it from their heart? If you've got a heart of flesh, it'll just be a common thing to say, I forgive. And I will tell you something. I've felt it more than one time in 31 years of marriage when we've come honest with one another and said, I don't know why I'm here, but God does. There is no other feeling, Brother Todd, that when you can look at your wife and she can look at you in the eye with both of you with crying, tears running down your face and say, I know I haven't done this right or I haven't done that right, but if you'll forgive me, I'll work on it. And the other one go to confessing their faults to you and saying, I understand you're forgiven, but I know I didn't do it right here. I didn't do it right there. Brother, you told me that God moving in a hole. I have felt the Lord, Brother Robert, at times. In those situations, I thought my heart was bound to her, and her heart was as my heart. But when we come clean, so to speak, with one another, and both of us acknowledged our transgressions toward one another. Brother, I felt that connection. Praise God. Such a strength. Such a bond. Amen. That there wasn't enough devils in hell to talk her into doing something else that was not right. And not enough devils in hell at the time talked me into something that wasn't right. Oh, brother. In the same way. I might as well cover it while I'm here. If you're holding something in your heart toward anybody in this church and you're not willing to forgive and forget, well, bless God they said that. 
I said, forget it. What's it worth? There's some real truth power of God that I feel that God is withholding from folks. And if they could just humble themselves under the mighty hand of God and come clean with God and go to their brother or their sister and say, I didn't do it right. You said something a while back or you did something a while back. I thought it was thrown at me. It may have not been. Forget about it. If it was or wasn't, that's not why I'm here. I'm not here to hash out what was right and what was wrong. Why I'm here is I want God to help me. (laughs) Glory. Glory. I feel the Lord helping me preach to you. Praise God. When you get to that place, you're fixing to go places with God. Amen. Hallelujah. Except you become as a little child, you shall in no wise enter into the kingdom of heaven. You know what this little boy do here? He'll get with some of these other boys and they're going to do something after a while that's going to upset him. And first thing he's going to say, I ain't playing with y'all no more. And five, less than five minutes later, he's forgot about his wishes. He's forgot about his desires. What he's looking for is fellowship. And I've seen him go back and say, well, if you want to do it this way, that's all right, I'm willing to play with you. It works the same way in the spirit. When we can humble ourselves before God as a little child and go to a little... He said in malice. Where you at, Bible readers? In malice. Be you as children. In malice. You don't not be like this. But I think it'd be good for us sometime is to do some searching. God, have I done my sister right? Have I done my brother right? Have I done them right, Lord? Is there some little something that's there? The way you know it's there is how much fellowship you fellowship with them. A man demanded $585 from me. And he told me, he said, if you don't pay it, that's your part of my taxes. I hired him as contract labor. At that time, it was legal as it could be. I told him when I hired him, I'm giving you X amount of dollars an hour. I'm not holding anything out of your taxes. Tax times comes, you're going to have to pay your own taxes. But long March, February, February, he went and got his taxes filled. He drove out to a job I was building a house. Had a saved man on top and a center man. He got out of his truck, slammed his door. He went to a holiness church. He said he was saved. I said he said he was. And the Lord wanted to see if I was. He got out of that truck and he walked straight to me and he said, I just had my taxes filled. and said, this is your part of my taxes. I smiled and I said, brother, I hired you as contract labor. He said, you did not. I said, I did too. No, you didn't. The center man on top of the house called a man by name. He said, you know he did. 
He hired all of us. We're everyone hired the same way. He finally said, I don't care. You're going to pay me. And if you don't pay me, I'm going straight from here to call the IRS and I'm going to turn you in. I said, all right. I went to the phone. I called my CPA. I told him the circumstances. CPA laughed. He said, the numbers, he said, you got a pencil? Write it down. The IRS number is 1-800. And he told me what it was. He said, go back out and give it to him. He said, you're legal. Everything you're doing is legal. You're covered. We got you covered. I've filed your taxes where there's no problems with what, the way we file them. Tell them. He went to a holiness church, Brother Tony. And I went to walk out the door to give him that number. And I stepped back in my office. Tears began to run down my face. The thought crossed my mind. He goes to the Marble City Holiness Church. He don't go there now. He did then. What's it going to be worth to go over there and preach one night? And when they hear his side of the story, they're going to believe it. And everybody there is going to put the brakes on you. Is it worth paying it or is it worth taking the risk? I walked back over my desk and wrote a check for $585, I believe it was. I walked back out and I said, called my name. I said, I don't owe it to you. My CPA said I didn't know it, but if you think I do, here it is. That center man on the top of the house waiting on me to hand him one more rafter. He stomped his foot just like that on the top of the decking that he was. He said, I don't even go to church. And I'd never do you like that, Brother Braxton. And the man pulled, got out of his truck and pulled away. I wrestled that for a while. But at that time, Brother Wadey Shoke was in church. I pulled in Hardy's there at Salisaw one morning. And I was ordering my food. And I felt somebody walk up beside me. Put their arm around me. Big old tears running down his face. He said, you're a lot bigger man than I thought you was. But said, you proved you're a tall man this morning. Amen. Brother, I left there that morning. I knew that's what was going to happen. Amen. I paid it when I didn't know it. Praise God. I was in the lumber yard at Salisaw a few days later than that. And a man walked up behind me again. His brother James showed. Dan Ollie looked at him and said, what can I do for you, James? He said, I need a box of screws, inch and a quarter sheetrock screws, and I'll be on my way. Brother James threw his arm around me. He said, Brother Braxton, I heard about what happened. He said, you're a lot better man than I am. I wouldn't have paid it. I looked at him. I said, Brother James, reason I did, I knew there'd be a day I'd face you. And I'd face some more in the church. And I want to face you with clean hands and a pure heart. Are you with me tonight? I want to face you with clean hands and a pure heart. Some things may not be to your advantage at the present. But if you weigh it out on down the road, God honors righteousness. He hates iniquity, but he honors righteousness. And when you're trying to do righteousness and right things, I will promise you, 
God will not withhold any good thing from you. While you're singing a verse of this song, I know I preached long and I'm sorry, but saints of God, I felt the burden to preach to you tonight. If you'll come to this altar and do some soul searching, question the Lord, Lord, why are we denied? Are we, are we denied or are we delayed? Which is it, God? Are we delayed or are we denied? If he'll tell you that you've just been delayed, the answer's on the way. If you'll get to searching why it had already come, he'll show you. He'll show you. If you can get that taken care of, you're on good, fruitful ground. It means you have broken up your fallow ground all around you. You're fixed to reign some righteousness. Praise God. Hallelujah. Saying, would you meet me in the altar tonight? I've preached long enough. Come and pray. Come and seek the Lord.